This is Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or thinking about it. My name's Jenny Stallard, I'm a freelance lifestyle journalist and I founded Freelance Feels in 2019 as a response to my own mental health challenges. The idea behind Freelance Feels is to show freelance life in all its reality, from the down moments to the yay ones, and share other people's stories as well so we all feel less alone in the self-employed world. Each episode I speak to a different freelancer, self-employed person or entrepreneur about their work and mental health, exploring their story, their challenges and triumphs, as well as getting valuable advice from them. Freelance Feels is also a newsletter, freelancefeels.substack.com and on social media at freelance underscore feels. Please do come and find me on Instagram and let me know how you're getting on with your freelance journey. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate and review it. And now, on with the episode. Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. Today I am talking to Marina Gask. Hello Marina, how are you? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. Yes, it's Friday, so I'm happy. Yeah, it's Friday. It's, oh, I'm so glad it's Friday. Yeah, well done for mentioning that already because it is. we've got to the end of another freelance week. Would you like to tell everybody what your freelance is and indeed if you do call yourself freelance or whether you use a different word to describe your self-employed life? I do use the word freelance. I've been freelance for 15 years. Hmm. Uh, and I am a journalist, but I also do probably more more than anything. I do copywriting and press consultancy now and a little bit of journalism when I can. Brilliant. And you have Audrey Online as well, don't you? Tell us a bit. Yeah. About so I found I co-founded Audrey Online, which is AudreyOnline.co.uk, two years ago in 2018 mm-hmm. um, with a friend. And it's an online platform for midlife women who want to do something different with their lives so it's full of inspiration and advice and ideas and there's a coaching element as well to help women decide what they want to do next and build on you know whatever they're doing now and maybe move into a new area which of course has become incredibly relevant over the last year very much so it's so pertinent and we're going to sort of dig deep into all of that you know trying to do if we call them side hustles, side projects, pivoting, yeah. branding. Um, but I'd love if you would share with everyone how you came to freelancing, what, what your journey to freelancing was, what you did before freelancing and, and how, why you made that decision to, to go, go solo. Okay. Well, I think like a lot of people, the decision was made for me. I was uh, made redundant mm-hmm. um, 15 years ago. However, I have to say it was something that I did want to do I did want to be freelance um I had young children I was increasingly finding it very hard to manage having a full-time job with young children and I knew from talking to lots of friends who were freelance that that would um that that having sort of control of my day would make my life infinitely uh less stressful Mm -hmm. with young children of course, it brings other stresses, but um, it did it did indeed um, give me a sense of control. And when you get made redundant, you go through that terrible loss of control. It's like the rug's pulled out from under you. And so taking control and becoming your own boss, hard as that is, gives you a certain sense of satisfaction and, um, and, and agency. You know, it's like, OK, I'm in charge now no one's ever going to do that to me again because it's not a pleasant experience being made redundant um 
However, I have to say, although the first few months, if not years, I did feel a bit rabbit in headlights because it is quite terrifying to suddenly find your, uh, you know, it's all down to you. Uh, you do learn some amazing uh, lessons from that experience. Mm. And you become stronger, you become more resilient, you develop a certain amount of knowledge of what you're good at, what you're less good at and how to handle difficult situations. And that's, that's definitely been the case for me, I'm happy to say. So I don't get that rabbit in headlights feeling anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not to say I don't have difficult days or even weeks, but I, I, I feel like I've developed a, a, a thicker skin and a certain resilience, which is useful because obviously this last year has been you know very very difficult indeed yes it really has isn't it i'm going to time check for everyone who's listening because this episode is going to go out in early 2021 but we're actually chatting sort of mid to late november 2020 so we've had the whole year going through lockdown we're currently in what they're calling lockdown two which sounds like the worst sequel ever and you know we've got christmas on the horizon but we're not sure what that's going to mean so hopefully when people are listening to this they'll have come through that and they'll be thinking about their freelance business hopefully more positively perhaps and, Absolutely. and that will hopefully be inspiring in that way but I thought I'll time check so people know when, when we're referring to about this year. Well, well, being gloomy. Yes indeed okay yeah how has the year been for you then how, how has it been in terms of it sounds like you're juggling a lot of freelance things. <laughs> yeah um, well like I'm sure most people you know March was a was was a bit terrifying um, and I did have a period over the summer when I didn't have a great deal of work and had to had to be quite uh, resourceful in finding work. Mm. Luckily, I joined um, a few years, uh, in fact, 10 years ago, I joined a women's business group through which I've got quite a lot of my work. So it's a networking group. Oh, brilliant. And a lot of the women in that group work in completely different industries to mine, which means they often need the services of a copywriter. They need press advice. And so I get a lot of my work through them. And I have to say that over the summer, although obviously a lot of people were, were too worried about their own finances to mm. be able to employ people, a lot of businesses have been looking, while they haven't been able to trade, they've been looking at their online offering, mm. they've been looking at their website, their blog, um, their newsletter and saying okay I want to make it better while I while I can't do anything else and so that's given me some work which is great oh, um, okay. and um, but but yeah it has it has been you know there were some some difficult uh, moments over the summer but things have picked up now thankfully I yeah. think just because I've done a lot of of networking and a lot of uh, online networking of course and you know and getting in touch with all the clients you know who have now moved on to other things and now want help with with further further copywriting did you find that easy or difficult to be in the online world during covid would you, would you have any tips for people in terms of how you sort of connected with people what you did perhaps in a webinar to make sure you were chatting to the right people because it's kind of a weird world isn't it the online webinar world uh, yes i mean I think I think sometimes I know it's boring, but you know, just putting your best foot forward, so putting on some nice clothes, mm, yeah, yourself look and feel presentable really, really helps. Um, planning some things to say, things you know, not just sort of turning up and and sharing your woes. I think sometimes it's you know, obviously you have to share your woes with somebody, but if you're networking, 
it's perhaps a better idea to be talking about how you can offer solutions and mm. you know have ideas to put forward so that people think of you as a, a problem solver or as someone who offers a really useful service uh, that's not to say that i don't um, you know have woes and share them mm. what i do is have a, a like a, a group of friends a sounding board if you like or I could even call them my cheerleaders you know women I've known for years who also used to work in the magazine world like I did and who now are freelance and we all have bad days we all have big challenges we all have moments where clients suddenly drop us or mm-hmm. or prove problematic or where we um are struggling to make enough money or where you know we just have a crisis of confidence and we know we can ring each other up and get a really a really honest and helpful uh chunk of advice so you know i would definitely say that that is one of my big you know uh helpers in in my freelance life is having freelance mates to talk to when you know when things go bad yeah most definitely. I completely agree with you. I think finding your freelance gang, your tribe, and those specific people that you can, sometimes you just, I just tap a certain group of ladies and just go, oh God, today. And they're like, yeah. Now you don't even need to say what, what's happening so much as just be like, can I just say blur? And they're like, yep, yep, say it. You know? <laughs> but also there's that, there's also the, what would you do? So I've had this situation, mm-hmm. what would you do? And I think that happens a lot with freelancing, especially if you're new to it as one of my friends is um mm-hmm. where you where the boundaries become blurred where you know where a client is being incredibly demanding or difficult about something and you're thinking is this normal am i being unreasonable you know what what is the right or wrong of this situation and it really helps to be able to talk to someone who may have been in that situation before to say no that's not okay or you know you need to give them clearer boundaries or you know actually this time you need to back down but in future you need to know Mm -hmm. to have a contract in place or whatever you know it really helps to have someone sense check the situation you're in that's brilliant advice and i love the question what would you do not what should i do but what would you do that really flips it round that's um that's clever. You mentioned magazines. Are you happy to sort of say what you did before? Because I think there's lots of listeners who'll go, ooh, when you say the magazines you used to edit. <laughs> Tell us. Well, I started out um, in the late 80s, because I'm ancient, um, on Just 17 magazine as a, a sub and eventually became a writer for Just 17 and then moved on to Sugar. So mm-hmm. I worked on the launch of Sugar ended up becoming the editor of Sugar and then became the editor of More magazine. So um, I was also editor of Top Sante and um, was uh, then became freelance and since then have worked on, you know, on the team of Cosmo, Glamour, uh, lots of magazines that mm. no longer, some of which no longer exist, sadly. And R.I.P. J17. Oh, I know. R.I.P. <laughs> many many magazines yeah, sadly, yeah. Sadly, but great training made some great friends learned really useful skills and made lots of great contacts who have now proved incredibly useful in my freelance career many of those people have gone on to do other things of course um amazing things mm-hmm. um and they're inspiring and they are interesting and they're people you know that i can call upon for expertise for articles that i'm writing now 
Brilliant. I love, I love that. I love it. So it seems sort of, it's funny. I often talk to people about the whole previous you and current you, something my sister always talks about. And you just think you needed to be all those things so that you can now be. And yeah. I guess my question is, did all of that, was all of that like groundwork for Audrey as well? Because yeah, need you do that and as a journey for want of a better word. <laughs> definitely. And um, I mean, Audrey came from kind of my own experience of having to sort of self reinvent mm -hmm. after, uh, you know, after being made redundant, you know, that is a process and it's a very difficult one, but it's also incredibly empowering and exciting. Really depends on how you look at it and what day it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but um, having done that um, and also going through the process of, you know, my children growing up, um, going through the menopause, get reaching that point in my life where I thought, huh, do I want to do anything else? I think I actually do. I don't think I'm happy to just kind of tick along, you know, seeing what comes along. I'd actually like to do something else. I'd like to do, um, create my own endeavor, my, you know, rather than copywriting for other people, I'd like to be copywriting for me. Yeah. So, um, so that's where Audrey came about really as a, um, a support for women going through a similar thing, you know, maybe women a bit um, earlier on in the journey of self reinvention to pass on my own experience, but also other other women's experience of how to do that, how to how to um, sort of transform your own career and your own destiny or your life. It does, it's not necessarily your career. You know, it could be that you want to do something completely different with your life or uh, change the way you live or, you know, yeah. move, you know, sell up and move or I don't know, um, uh, live in a different country. Obviously that's not an option right now in November, 2020, but you know, <laughs> we all have, we all have things that we, 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 we kind of like to do. And I think Audrey gives you the chance to explore those things and think, okay, is that actually doable? And do I really want to do that? Or is it just kind of a bit pie in the sky? Mm -hmm. And if I were to do that, how would I do it? How would I make that happen? And what would the impact be on the other bits of my life? So that's, that's what Audrey's all about. Fantastic. I love it. I mean, it's obviously I'm, I'm the target demographic, so I'm <laughs> it's going to resonate with me. But I think as a freelancer as well, there's so much, wrapped up in audio about like you said the idea of ownership as a freelancer so you've got all your clients and they might be demanding this that and the other but you can go to your brand if you've created something I guess similar with freelance fields and say this is my one and I'll say what the copy is on here and it's as a freelancer is that really is that sense of control over one thing does that help everything else is that something that balances you with your well-being and your mental health in terms of definitely ownership and, mm. definitely I mean I I'd been freelance for a good few years before I joined this business group mm. and all these women, as I say, who were from all different walks of life, what they all had was, was a brand, you know, was a, was a presence. They'd all created their own, you know, website, their mm. newsletter, their business card, and it all matched up. And it's incredible how it sounds daft, but actually creating an online iteration of yourself you know a version of an online platform or or a you know a, a brand gives you um such a sense of of ownership of your of, of your freelance mm. career 
um, it's like I'm not just a freelancer I'm a business you know and that's how you have to operate really as a business and I think I learned a lot from these women because they were way ahead of me on that path um, and I, I, I learned many many lessons and skills from them um, and I found that once I'd had my own website so I think I've had my own so my website is Marina Gask Media which mm. I've had since 2012 and I just found it was a lot of work to create it and to to get it started but you know once I'd got that I found that it it, it attracted more work which mm. was great but it also gave me this real sense of pride actually it's like you know I'm not just sitting here waiting for people to offer me work I'm kind of going look at me I'm I'm here and um and look at everything I've done and look at how look at what I can do and could I do it for you you know so it, it, it really I don't know it's it's it sounds corny and some people say now oh you don't even need a website well it's possible that you don't mm. I don't know but for me it really gave me a sort of much stronger sense of you know what services I was offering of, of, of ownership mm. ownership but also I think because I'm a magazine person I'm quite visual and so I wanted to be able to show it not just be it but show it online and have you know like a like an online cv for people to see um and from there from there i'd um had this idea for a while you know of of i found myself having conversations like i'm having now where i'd sort of pass on my experience and things i'd learned and i realized that having been freelance for quite a long time i had a lot to share and I'd sort of gone through that process of self-reinvention. And I met lots of other women who'd been through that process around about late 40s, early 50s. And I thought, wow, you don't see these women online much. You don't see them in magazines much. Well, you do now, actually. But you didn't back then in 2018. You just did not get a sense of women in their 50s taking ownership of their lives and their careers. And I just thought, wow, I really want to show that these women exist and inspire other women to do the same. So Audrey was launched in 2018. And um, hopefully by the time this goes out, we'll have launched the Audrey Members Club, which is the next step. Brilliant. Because that's a big thing with it, isn't it? You can have a real a project that's brilliant and you love, but it's always at the back of your mind and people often say to me, you know, oh, are you making any money off the podcast? And I'm like, no, are you making any money off freelance deals? I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> but you have, yeah, like you say, it's a business as well as, as something for you. And tell us about the membership club and how you've sort of built the brand to be something that can be a business for you. I think that'd be really inspiring for people. Well, um, I mean, it's true what you just said about, you know, does it make any money? The, the, the truth of the matter is people launch things all the time mm -hmm. that don't make any money for a couple of years. And it, it, that, I think that is quite a common thing to launch businesses that, that don't make money to start. <laughs> it is a slow burn. And a lot of businesses never, never make money, let's face it, yeah. um, which is sad. But there you go. That's not to say you shouldn't do it. You know, these things have to be tried. And mm -hmm. there's a great deal of... Of pleasure and and excitement to be derived from launching your own side hustle or your own podcast or your own thing the members club came about because when we launched audrey it, you know it's an online platform it's um it's content it's 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 articles it's advice it's loads of inspiration but 
it you know we we had ideas about how to monetize it to start with mm. um but we really wanted to see what's you know it's that throw jelly against the wall and see what sticks we wanted to see what would work you know what would um what what would take what people would like what people would want and what we found more than anything and this was pre-covid was women needed support they needed um interaction they needed to be around other women going through some kind of self-reinvention mm. launching a business writing a book you know planning an adventure mm. they needed to be around other women in that space so that they would um get their support get their advice and not have to listen to naysayers saying what do you want to do that for yeah. and so and that was pre-covid that that, that that became clear since the pandemic it's become even an even bigger <laughs> need the idea of being around other women going through the same thing um and getting their support so the audrey members club has come about because of that Brilliant. um we wanted to create a, a, an ex, a you, you know a unique space for people who who want to be around like-minded people to learn from them to get their support to have accountability so mm -hmm. we have uh, a thing called circles and you join a circle and you turn up every month and talk about what you're going you know what you've done you talk about what you're going to do next you share your goals oh. so that you know that when you turn up at your next meeting they're going to say to you so did you do did you launch your website did you you know that's did you, you know, did you find five new clients like you said you were going to? And you have to be able to say, well, no, but I found three. So I'm pretty happy with that because, you know, or no, I haven't actually launched the website yet, but I found someone who is going to do it for me and they're going to fit me in next month. But meanwhile, I'm writing some content. You know, you mm -hmm. it, it, give it, having that accountability helps you to keep moving forward rather than just talking about doing it. It's really common, I think, when you when you have an idea or something you want to do to stay stuck, you know, to just stay stuck with the I want to do it, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. And all these mental obstacles and physical obstacles and financial obstacles are holding me back. But what you actually have to do is, 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 is put some small plans in place and small steps and just keep moving forward. So Audrey is all about that. Handily, my business partner, Faye, has trained as um, a coach. She's a business strategist, Brilliant. a business a business advisor she's worked in business for years she's launched businesses herself she runs a successful accountancy firm and is fantastic at business advice she's really really good at seeing how you can take this idea and turn it into that and all the steps that you need to put in place so that is a big part of the Audrey members club is business advice so we'll be having, uh, we have a thing called the Restart Club, which is monthly group coaching sessions for uh, members who are launching something or who have launched something and are struggling to make a living from it or who want to move it on to the next level. Mm -hmm. These group coaching sessions will address all of those things and more. Um, there's also, uh, there's other, you know, there's resources, there's um, a forum for connecting with other members. Um, there's the opportunity to share uh, your own business endeavors so that other people know about you and can find you. So if, if another member is looking for a, a copyright, copyright mm. 
a photographer, whatever, you know, they'll know where to find a good one because they'll all be in the Audrey Members Club. So, oh, I love it. Oh, my goodness. This is going to, I'm hoping you're going to get lots and lots of people going, yeah, I want in on that. That sounds amazing. Um, that's, the, that's the point of getting your brand out there to people as well via the, the podcast. And you're doing all of this alongside a contract now, aren't you? Just in case that doesn't sound like you've got enough on your plate. There's, <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, I have, I've just started a contract with um, a tech startup mm-hmm. uh, as editor of their websites, which is um, quite demanding, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. And I have other, other clients alongside that. So the, the, big, the big struggle at the moment is fitting everything in, fitting in, or writing ordinary content, developing the members club so it's ready to launch, um, copywriting my new client, there is a lot. There is a lot. I mean, uh, believe me, I have had phases of my career when I have not had enough work and I know how that feels. It's mm-hmm. awful. It's frightening. But the opposite is frightening too when you've got too much and you're trying to keep everyone happy and meet all your commitments and not mm-hmm. let yourself down as well when you've got your own your own project. You know, there's been yeah. a few weeks recently when, you know, everything has ground to a halt on Audrey because it's been literally impossible to give any brain space to it because I've had so much other work which is great and this is what happens I think when you launch your side hustle is you know you'll give it loads of energy to start with your podcast or your your the course that you're creating or the book that you're writing or the business that you're launching you'll give it loads and loads and loads of energy mm-hmm. literally you'll get up in the morning and it's the first thing you think about and the last thing you think about before you go to bed and it's so exciting but obviously at a certain point you run out of steam (laughs) but also you have to earn money you have to earn money yeah and and it's very very hard to juggle the two alongside each other yeah how do you find a balance what kind of things work for you in all of this crazy freelance life in terms of finding space for yourself what what works for you for self-care and and all of that stuff tell us what's how you do manage that or how you try to manage all of that juggling well I can't say I have all the answers but I'll just say what works for me yeah Um, definitely yeah so um a few years ago I, I I used to interview uh, psychologists a lot as part of my work uh, especially when I was at Top Sante magazine mm-hmm. um, and one of them and I wish I could remember which one told me about anchors how you have to work out what are your anchors in life the things that keep you set you know happy uh, balanced you know that that, that that make you tick you know that on a, on, a, on a weekly basis the things that you need to have in your life so that you feel good so that you feel like okay I'm in a good place and I worked out uh, over time you know none of it is magic none of it is rocket science but for me I have to get out in nature every day I have a dog we go for big walks and uh, I'm lucky to live near some woods so we go for big walks in the woods and it's lovely Um, and I do exercise I do yoga I do a bit of running nothing major but just enough to you know feel well and get that in thing but also feel like yes I've done my exercise this week good I deserve a piece of cake now um (laughs) (laughs) eating well you know eating healthily but also you know I let myself have a few drinks at the weekend and uh what else what else keeps keeps me balanced spending time with 
people that matter to me you know mm -hmm. making sure that i stay connected to people who are good for me who make me feel happy like my friends and my family and also workmates um what else i can't think of anything else i i i know some people are really big on having a really nice workstation yeah. um I'm, I'm lucky to have a really tiny office but i can tell you it is the dump of the house it is <laughs> full of you know piles of crap everywhere so I, I i do believe that that worked really really well but it doesn't seem to be necessary for me and i'm also aware that a lot of the freelancers listening to this won't have an office they might work on a corner of a kitchen table and so it's not always possible to surround yourself with the things that make you feel good but i, I think sometimes just having a a pot plant on the table or you know mm -hmm. a picture of whatever you know buddha or you know madonna or whatever it is that makes you happy you know try and have it around you have some fairy lights around your computer or whatever you know just to kind of make yourself feel like i don't know feel, you know i've worked in offices where you can't even have a picture of your family on your desk you know yeah. those kind of offices where yeah. everything just has to be you know um like clinical functional mm. and clinical and you know you can't have a plant you can't have a picture of your kids if oh she's a mum oh you know that 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 negative thing of, of of you know seeing you seeing you in an, in an, in a different light because you've got kids you know mad places um so um if you're freelance you can choose what the hell you you have around you that's lovely so if you can take advantage of that do it but as i say i am surrounded by piles of crap what does that say about me no i completely agree with you i'm very anti and i've even pitched this out as an idea and hopefully by the time the podcast goes out i can say to people and you can read that so i can put it in the notes or whatever but i've been pitching an idea of like how we need to get over the idea of having the perfect workspace because i think it's really detrimental people that have got a home office then think they've got to maintain some standard of you know sparking joy cleanliness and the people that haven't got one feel like they're lacking because like you say well if you are working from the kitchen table are you less of a freelancer than someone who's got some wonderful she shed or he shed down the bottom of the garden no you're still doing your freelance work but exactly, exactly. but but i think it, it can be nice to just have a thing that you have on your desk that makes you feel good or it might just be a nice diary you know nice stationery or something i don't know yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's really brilliant. The idea of fairy lights and a, and I noticed behind you, you've got a plant. Sometimes I say, oh, people have got an interesting office, but one thing you've got behind you that's lovely is a poster that says, done is better than perfect. Yeah, everybody knows. All the way through this chat, I've been looking at it thinking, God, that's that's really inspiring post. But, you know, you could have that. Like you say, you might be working from the spare bedroom, which is also still a spare bedroom if people are working from home in the pandemic. You can put up a poster like that, can't you? You know, or you could put it, have it as your screensaver on your computer if there isn't any other space. So there's little things like that that obviously, yeah, make it. I, I do think those things make a difference. And, and, you know, if you can sit near a window so you've got something mm -hmm. to look at when you take a break. Yeah. Um, and, and look, you know, and look after, you know, if you can afford it, get a decent chair. Mm. Completely. Um, and, you know, look after your back. I wish I'd looked after mine better. Yeah. Uh, I now have back problems, uh, hence the yoga, hence the dog walking, um, <laughs> which certainly do help. But, you know, re seriously, if you sit a lot for your work, if, if being freelance means sitting a lot, look after mm. your back. Yeah. Get a decent chair, 
get a standing desk if you can. Um, remember to get up and walk around. You know, really, all these basic things do make a difference. I just think looking after yourself makes a difference because it tells you you matter. And so oh, yeah. you feel like you're, you know, someone's looking after you and that person is you, which is the corniest thing I think I've ever said in my life, but I do yeah. think it matters. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll take you even cornier. You're one of your own anchors. I am. There you go. So it's like, you know, you've got to be an anchor for yourself and then the other anchors probably help that. But yeah, you've got to work as your own, to use your anchor analogy. So yeah, it's kind of, that's really stuck with me as well, actually. That's, yeah. Oh, thank you. I love that. I'm all grinny and like, I love it when I get, I've got a tingle. If I get a tingle during a chat, it's all good. Oh, oh. I get the, the tingles about the... Um, Marina, thank you so much. I know you mentioned sort of in the chat, um, sort of your websites and stuff, but I'd love it if you wanted to tell everybody sort of before we say goodbye, where they can find Audrey, where they can find you, if they'd like some copywriting, anything else you'd like to share about your social media and so on. Okay, um, so Audrey is at audreyonline.co.uk. Uh, as I say, the Audrey Members Club should have launched by now. You can certainly find out by going to uh, at Be More Audrey on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook to find out any news about Audrey. And I am on Marina Gask Media, so uh, that's where you can find me. Thanks so much. Fantastic. Thanks for, for coming on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for listening to freelance feels the podcast for humans who work for themselves i hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have you can rate and review it on apple podcasts and follow for future episodes you can find more about freelance feels at freelancefeels.com and more of my work at jennystallard.com freelance feels also has a monthly newsletter which you can sign up to at freelancefeels.substack.com and for daily updates follow on instagram and twitter at freelance underscore feels <laughs>